Hi guys. Okay, this is Tesvav Adar, um, Paraklam Adalid, part two out of two. This is a big deal for me because um, when we finish this this day, to, when we finish today's Tanya, it's gonna be the it's the last part of this book of Tanya. Lakuti Amar um, has an, is longer. There's more, but it's split into two books of, of lessons in Tanya and. Um, this is the last part of this first book and it's just crazy to like like the binding has come off and like it's like double the size because of like all my notes and papers in here and it's just it's just wild and I just feel really really so grateful to Hashem to have been been able to you know journey through this Tanya and like that we're only halfway done is just like so exciting to me because it's like how much there has been thus far and it's like how much more there is going to be it's just just thank you, Hashem. Like, literally, thank you, Hashem. And thank you, Rabbi. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Because, literally, this is, <laughs> this is like, a community of people, for real. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, let's go inside. I just feel blessed. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> okay. So, Paraklam Adalid, part two. Tesva Vader. So, we're in the middle of talking about how we reveal the Dira in this world on a day-to-day basis when I'm not somebody like the Abbas. I'm not somebody like my Shah. I can't, you know, have that constant state of Das, of the Dira, you know, of this Bittal, of the truth that Hashem is actually here every single moment of the day. I can't, I can't do that all the time. You know, I can't live in that state. So what can I do? So yesterday we talked about one of the main things that we can do is lean into Torah study. Because Torah study is the most, you know, condensed, like, concentrated orange juice <laughs> like Torah study reveals god because tara is the divine will and wisdom manifested through tara you know so um it's like the it's like the quick the closest reflection of hashem himself so when i lean into tara i'm actually revealing hashem's presence um and we talked about yesterday that it's whenever i can you know it's it's not learning Torah. If you're meant to be, you know, with a child and you're learning Torah, that's not what Hashem wants. It's to the extent of your ability as is outlined in Torah. Like Torah says, depending on what you're able to do, what you're not able to do, there are different, you know, ways or times you're meant to be learning Torah. But then today's, today's Tanya um, starts by saying that even for somebody who, you know, regardless of whether you can study a lot of Torah or you can't study a lot of Torah, if your priority is Torah, you know, it, we're going to see the Pasuk that says, like, when your priority is Torah and you have in your mind that the moment that I am available, I will study Torah, then what that, what that does is that it makes all of the rest of the day also elevated through that Torah that you do end up learning. It's kind of like if you, you know, if you have a family and you're going to work for your family, right? And you let your family know though, and you set your intention straight that I am working. I'm the reason why I'm leaving my house in the morning is so that I can come back in the afternoon. <laughs> like the reason why I'm going to do that is so that I can be here with you, you know? And essentially that's what we're saying when we're saying that my priority is terror. We're saying I'm going to live my life and do the things that I need to do and make money and feed my family and exercise and eat well and all of the things, you know, but my priority is to live in a state of unity with God. And then what that does is it makes all the time of the rest of my life 
also equivalent to the moments of studying Torah. So, so if God grants him a greater abundance, um, and he whose hands are pure will increase his effort, meaning if Hashem, when you have that intention of if Hashem gives me more time, then I will do more. <laughs> um, if I have a day off of work, I'm going to be with my family. It's, it's that equivalent. And then God says that the good intention is the good deed, because when I am in that headspace of when I decide that I'm, if I'm available for Torah, I will be learning Torah. If, I am, if, I'm, if I'm able to, I will, then even the times I'm not available, it's as if I am. So then that's about Torah. But now we're going to lead into part two of this. What's another way that I can reveal God all day? And the altar is so smart. <laughs> the way that Tanya is set up is just so real. And in, in Lessons in Tanya, the Rebbe explains like a note about why these two things are together. That if I, that, that concept of, uh, and why, like why these two p- parts of this Tanya are both on, in one day. Like how, how come they're combined together? Because the same way that if I make my intention Tara, right? Then even in the moments that I'm not studying Tara, it's as if I am. It's the same thing with tzedakah. That when my intention is God, and when, my, when my intention is God, everything else around me, mm, my words got confused. But basically, when my intention is God, even the things that I'm doing that don't look intentional are elevated through that intention. So it's, the author just says it all very clearly inside. <laughs> so I'm going to read it inside instead of trying to explain it outside. Okay. Then also throughout the day, when he's engaged with business, with giving and taking, with, the, with regular life, it's also going to be an abode for God. Through how? Through the tzedakah that I'm going to give, through my engagement with life, through the effort that I'm putting in, in this quote-unquote non-intentional way. So one of the ways that one of the reasons why giving tzedakah creates that dira, reveals that dira, is because tzedakah reflects Hashem. You know, acts of goodness and kindness bring Mashiach because Mashiach is a state of everybody's God. Everybody's revealed to be reflections of Hashem. So I, of course, give to you. And you, of course, give to me. And of course, like I see soul in everybody. I see soul in my money. I see soul in the world. I see soul in everything. And the natural result of that is that I give to you. It's like what we just experienced on Purim. The natural result of essence is that now I give to you. And Hashem's main attribute is chesed, is kindness, is creation, creating. And when I give, I'm reflecting Hashem, which is why... Um, in the moments of giving, you are reflecting the dira. So that's, you are revealing the dira. So that's one aspect of it, but there's a little bit of a deeper reasoning behind it. So even if you're only giving a fifth, and the fifth is, here the altar is saying the fifth as in my sir, because I, don't, I haven't really fully looked into this. I, I don't fully understand it, but somehow we've come, like a fifth is the ideal and a tenth is minimum halacha. So some people give, literally a fifth of their earnings and but a tenth is the minimal halacha so but when the altar is saying a fifth you can translate that into your head as miser that's what it means it's you giving one tenth of your earnings 
what happens when I give that miser, that one-fifth, or that one-tenth, elevates all the other four parts also that they become an abode for Hashem. So when I give my one-fifth, when I'm elevating this one-fifth and I'm saying this is intentionally revealing that God is here inside of my money, so I give my one-fifth, I'm actually elevating the other four-fifths too. Can I get it's known that tzedakah is equivalent to all the karbanes. And what do we know about karbanes? When you did a karban, through elevating that one animal, all of the animals were elevated. And all of the plants were offering through the one plant that was mixed, the way that the karban worked. Through the one carbon, you are elevating all of the other things of that category. So, essentially, if what's happening here is like Dalter was saying that, like keeping the four fifths, you know, isn't selfish. Keeping the nine tenths of your tzedakah, it's not selfish. It's it's the opposite of selfish. When I give one fifth, what I'm saying is that my tzedakah isn't my money isn't mine. It's it's Hashem. Hashem is within this money. What does Hashem expect me to do with this money? To give one-fifth and to keep four-fifths. But me keeping the four-fifths, or the nine-tenths in this case, isn't not the mitzvah. It's not like I do the mitzvah with one-tenth and then the other side isn't the mitzvah. Keeping the nine-tenths is part of the mitzvah. Keeping the nine-tenths isn't selfish. It's the opposite of selfish. Keeping the nine-tenths is, is the aspect of the mitzvah of Miser that is me keeping it. You know what I mean? Maeser means I give one-tenth and I keep the other nine-tenths. So when I keep the nine-tenths, it's also being elevated because it's part of the package of the mitzvah of Maeser. You know, just like I'm revealing that God is in the one-tenth, through keeping the nine-tenths, I'm revealing that God is there too. I'm revealing that God is also in the nine-tenths. It's very interesting. <laughs> we don't think of it like that, but that's, that's what Alter is reminding us of, you know? Okay, so Mavadza, in addition to this, so not only is the nine-tenths being elevated through me giving the one-tenth, when I do Tara and Tefillah, meaning when I'm in a state of connectivity with the divine, when I'm in a state of that bittal state of, wow, I'm with, I'm consciousness with Hashem, specifically through our mitzvah, Ayla Hashem kol achol v'shasa it's, re- it's elevated to Hashem, all that I ate and drank, and I love that Alder put in the word, that all that I enjoyed, through the four-fifths that I kept, or the nine-tenths that I kept. So through okay, through, the four, ten, not, through the part of money that I kept, and that I've used to keep my body healthy, which is very common, as we're going to explain more later. But essentially, we're saying that if there's two conditions, if number one, if number one, if if I'm using the money that I kept in a halacha way, meaning that I already gave miser from, and I'm using, and I and now I'm gonna be doing things with that money to eat, to drink, to be healthy, to keep my body wholesome and healthy, and then I'm using. So first of all, already the nine tenths money is great already been elevated but now when i use that money to keep my body healthy and then use the health of my body to serve hashem meaning to now 
be to now let that become the energy through which I access this intentional state of connectivity with God, all of that enjoyment of the food, of the drink, of the sleep, of the whatever it was, now gets elevated also into the dira there. Now I'm seeing the dira. Now I'm seeing that Hashem is actually a part of every single step that I've taken to get to this point. You know, it's not that it's not that once I start davening, oh, now suddenly Hashem is here. When I'm when I sit down to daven, the breakfast that I ate and the sleep that I had last night and the 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 energy flowing through my body, all of it becomes elevated, becomes revealed that Hashem was in every single aspect and every single inch of the life that I've been inside of until now also. So basically all of life becomes like on purpose. You know, it's like there's no there's no aspect now of my life that is outside of the dira because I'm in this constant flow state of everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm being, everything that I'm putting inside of my body, everything that I'm every all all of my life now is part of this you know flow of this is the revelation of the dira this is the revelation of god this is all for <laughs> mashiach really you know what i mean it's all it's all for this moment of connectivity with god but it's not only about the moment because the moment <laughs> just reveals all all that was else so really if we were tapped into what Alter was saying right now no moment of our lives would feel like just random when i'm eating i'm meant to be eating and when i'm eating it's exciting because i'm serving hashem in my food it's like the hayamim that you know a chassid like there goes a chassid there eats a chassid there sleeps a chassid like every moment of our lives can be filled with this intentionality and it's not the kind of intentionality that the avis had for the avis when they ate it was they were they were in the state of awareness of god their das was completely subsumed with (laughs) hashem is actually here but for for us, Alter was saying is that you can at least know, <laughs> you're not going to feel it fully, but you can at least know that every moment of your day and every moment of your life is part of this revelation. You know what I mean? Is all eventually being elevated to, you know, to be seen as Hashem was there also. I hope that's clear. I don't know. Maybe it's not clear to me. That's why it's not coming out so clear. But yeah, essentially, though, I don't know. From a very simple point, I think I'm making it a little bit too complicated. But essentially, what Dr. was saying is that all the things that I'm doing that I quote unquote need to do the eating, the sleeping, the everything when it's in line with halacha and when my intention is that I'm doing this to serve Hashem, it literally becomes the dira is revealed in those moments now, also. You know? Okay. Anyways, all of this, as we've been saying, leads to a tremendous amount of joy because the joy that I receive from the joy that is revealed in my soul from knowing that here is God and not only here is God, but here is where God wants to be in this moment of my life right now, right? Leads to tremendous joy. So now the last part of this parak is a little bit of a separate point where the author of it says, where the author of it brings in a point where he, he explains to us, he says, he basically asks this question of he's like you may be a little confused because sometimes thus far in Tanya we've been talking about the joy that we're meant to experience of knowing that Hashem is here and that my life is absolute unity with God and all of that right and that I'm exactly where I'm meant to be and 
everything is literally div- divinity manifesting in my life right now and that I'm able to tap into that and that Hashem wants to be all, all that simcha, right? And on the other hand, Alter has been telling us also a lot about the, the Lev Nishbar that we're meant to have and the feeling of really seeing ourselves clearly and like seeing the aspects of our lives that appear as separateness and the separateness consciousness that our animal soul gives us and, and being honest about those voices and like leaning into them and healing them, you know? And to do that, we need to feel them. And so the author asks here, he says, how do we do both? So, come on in. So, all of these kinds of joy that we've just been talking about un- until now, all of the joy that gets revealed inside of my soul when I redeem the voice of my soul, when I let my soul speak. And what happens when my soul speaks? My soul says, all is G, literally, like God is actually here right now. I am actually fully okay. Everything is literally connectivity. This does not, all of this joy that I've been, that I can, that I now know that I can experience, does not prevent me from also having the state of Lev Nishbar and feeling the fullness of pain about my animal soul's consciousness that i'm also have inside of me you know i i can experience both and i can even experience both at the same time in my heart at one time i can hold the feeling of i have a part of me that is saying that i'm separate from god aka lonely sad anxious doesn't want to do mitzvah da 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 and i also have inside of me divine soul that says i am exactly where i'm meant to be who I'm meant to be. God is fully here. I am fully okay. Life is literally love. I can have both of those inside of me at the same time. Why? Because I have two souls. Dun, 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 dun. Because I have two souls. The feeling of lowness in front of my own eyes, the feeling of that I see the separateness, that I see the reality, that there is a voice in me that is literally telling me that I am not good enough and that I'm, I'm aware, I see it, I see it, feel, I feel it, I'm noticing it. That is, on the, that is the result of my animal soul. My animal soul is prompting those voices. And the aspect of me that is a simcha, and the divine soul that is literally animating it right now, like we explained in Perak Lamanalf, that joy that comes from experiencing the life of my divine soul. Weeping and sadness is lodged in one side of my heart, and joy and simcha and that abundant state is lodged in the other side of my heart. So this is such a powerful aspect of what Altar was saying here and I feel like this needs a whole Tanya of itself just these two paragraphs but Altar was saying that it's not about blame we're not saying oh animal soul blame we are we're, what we're doing here is we're empowering ourselves through knowing that the cause of my pain and the cause of the consciousness of separateness inside of me the cause of the beliefs that God isn't here is not the totality of who I am you know the, the cause of my experience of separateness, which is the reason why I'm meant to have that Lev Nishbar, and that the reason why I have to feel the pain that it's bringing into my life, feel the separateness, you know, experience it fully. It's not the fullness of who I am. You know, my friend is going through a bit of a hard time, she's, but it's a hard time that's literally, she's, she's redeeming herself. It's just wild. She's literally like, 
it's just amazing to see she's literally in the state where like she's bringing to the surface a lot of the pain that she's experienced throughout her life and she's feeling it fully and and in that process of feeling it fully she's finding a space inside of her where she's also where she's also like okay you know and where she realize where she can find that space inside of her that's that wholesome and healthy and happy and courageous adult you know the self-led the self-leading part of her you know that can hold the fullness of who she is without being destroyed by it um and she told me just today she's like i feel like i'm instead of it being a pit it's starting to feel like a tunnel and i think that what knowing that i have two souls leads to is that it literally starts feeling like a tunnel instead of like a pit because now the darkness that i'm experiencing and the feelings that lead to all that sadness that is so much of tanya so much of tanya is leaning into the animal soul's feelings experiencing it being present in our lives means knowing the fullness of how i'm experiencing myself and and leaning into that but that's only one part of my heart it's only one part of my heart also in my heart there is that space that never gets tainted and that space that says no matter how dark this is i also have light you know even while i do the work even while i'm in the gulas i can access gaula i can access my joy my courage my life and and it's with that life that i can continue to do the work <laughs> you know because i have joy and because i because i have both these inside of my heart at the same time i can use them for to help each other you know and that's why my godly soul can help my animal soul be revealed to be her truest self which is also a servant of the divine and then through that my animal soul is elevated which is the purpose of my animal soul came into this world and through that the yuridasarakhaliya my divine soul too everybody wins you know what i mean but everybody wins through having this awareness that i can feel two feelings at once i can experience two aspects of my existence at once the animal soul consciousness of this is the present reality that i'm in that i'm inside of and also the divine soul consciousness of I am essentially filled with God in this exact moment and so I have all the courage I need I have all the love I need I have I have all I have everything you know I'm I'm one with Hashem in this moment but when we can hold both if we can only hold one then we're missing out on life but if we can hold both then we can lean fully into life and receive more of what we want <laughs> and and lean more into a deeper state of healing now because I'm not I'm not in denial anymore. You know? And I'm able to I'm able to lean into my animal soul because I have this godly soul. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But yeah, Daltrev is like no no denial. Lean in and notice that as dark as things look and as dark as things feel, you know, there is always inside of your heart joy too. And the opposite also, as joyous as things feel and as aligned as things feel, you also have animal soul consciousness. There's always there's always that potential for re-triggering and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. You are exactly where you're meant to be. And so those moments of getting triggered again, it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> happy to see you again. What are you going to teach me this time? What opportunity are you going to give me this time? Because in my heart, I have both. That's it. It's that simple. This is what Hashem's creating me to be, you know? So, l'chaim, l'levracha, this is the end of this book for me. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish I could show all of you a picture of it. It's just wild. It's like, literally. Thank you for being here. L'chaim, to having even moments of das about 
this these truths um and yeah really really feeling and sensing that we are exactly who we're meant to be we're exactly where we need to be and from that space of groundedness you know taking that one step forwards into into becoming fully sure <laughs> even for moments at a time that god is actually here right now inside of my life all right okay